Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, folks. Hope you all are having a phenomenal, phenomenal time. I got to tell you, reading through Dave Ramsey's book, Entre Leadership 20 Years of Practical Business Wisdom, has not only, it's not only brought back some of the basic fundamentals that you say, oh man, I forgot about that, but it has truly brought in some new perspective and some things that I've wanted to to fight at over the years and as I as I read how Dave writes things it's like man you know he's a living breathing example it's not theory and that being the case you you've got to take it hard so I'm making some changes in in my own life but today it's chapter 3 flavor your day with steak sauce making the most of time management and an organization Dave starts off this chapter he says It is so unsatisfying to work my tail off all day long and feel like nothing's happened. How many of you have have this experience? You get up early, head down to the office, you have an entire day of fire after fire after fire that needs to be put out. You can't remember what happened at lunch, and 12 hours later you arrive home completely exhausted, collapsing on the couch as your spouse says, What did you do today? And you just shake your head thinking, I have no eye freaking deal. You know, and it's like, it's one of those things you say, man, what's happening? What's going on? You know, and it's like, I've been there. I listen to to what he's saying. And I'm thinking, how many times have I gone through that? You know, how many times have you taken a day off? You're busting your butt, you take a day off, and at the end of that day you think, man, I'm tireder than if I'd been working. Dave says, time management sounds to me like some crooked up corporate training program by someone who's never really worked for themselves. And that's how I felt for years. It's like, you know, there's no doubt that there are great... Matter of fact, some of the authors, like John Maxwell, who wrote... Who wrote uh, uh, Today matters. I, I I shook my head at some of the stuff John wrote. But man, I love this guy, but surely this is this is crazy. You know, Stephen Covey, same thing. And it's like you sit there and you look at it and you think, man. But then I sit here and I think, okay, if it works for Maxwell, I mean, one of the things I took away from John's book a few years ago is. He doesn't read emails until after 10.30 in the morning. He focuses on his day, and I've been doing that better and better over the last couple of years. John also wrote something, and Dave brings it out in his book. He says, Maxwell says a budget for your money is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. He says managing your time is the same. You will either tell your day what you want what to do, or you'll wonder where your day went. Now, over the last few months, I've changed my my days around quite a bit. Uh, my Tuesdays and Thursdays in the mornings are 100% where I'm taking care of the little girls and Paige and, and my teen girls can get their schoolwork done or their writing done or they can go out on a, on a little trip if they want to. Some of those, those mornings have turned into full days as Paige has called and said, hey, we, we want to go to Panama City or Pensacola or somewhere for the day. Is that cool? It's like, yeah, go ahead. I can lay him down for a nap, get some stuff done. I work from home. I'm not like Ramsey where i got to run a, a big corporation with all the employees. 
but I'm focused. Now, every now and then, though, I still get those days where at the end of the day I'm thinking, man, what did I accomplish? Did I make any money? Did I serve anybody? Did I do anything that's going to benefit people? I don't have a tough time with TV. Although I run three different computer screens in my office, uh, the 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 one is focused on business. I do check out the, the stock every now and then. That's about it. At nighttime, if I'm relaxing and I'm checking emails, I have a tendency to watch the Hallmark Channel, especially this time of year. I just love the holidays. So TV's not been one of it, but what has been is that Facebook. Those emails. Now that is a time killer. I get wrapped up talking to dull, negative, disillusioned crybabies or powerful leaders that I want to connect with. It's about the only two people that are on Facebook. It's the craziest thing. And I sit there and I look and I look and I look and I look. And it's like, man... What the heck is this? And that's what Dave's talking about. He says, Strange as it may seem, when you work a daily plan in pursuit of your written goals that flow from your mission statement, born from your vision for living your dreams, you are energized after a tough, long day. There have been days from the time I get up to the time I go to bed, I am on the phone talking to leaders sometimes about critical situations, sometimes about positive situations. But I will be on the phone with attorneys, vendors, company owners, distributors. I have a powerful day, and at the end of the day, when I'm getting ready to relax, I can't. I'm so excited about accomplishing something. I know what Dave's talking about. See, part of my vision, part of my purpose is to energize people, to help them become better in the arena of network marketing, to be an advocate, to to raise the standards, to, to show people. It's funny, along that note, I had a conversation earlier today with an individual who who joined a wonderful company, and, and he got in there, and he realized it was going to be hard work. So he quit, and he's bad-mouthing the company. And it's like, man, don't do that. That's what I'm talking about. you got to do it right. I believe what Dave's talking about is important. See, most of us don't differentiate between the urgent and the important. Stephen Covey, John Maxwell, Tim Sanders, Tony Robbins, everybody talks about this, and it's hard sometimes for us to figure it out. There's four quadrants in your time. Quadrant number one is the important and the urgent things. Quadrant number two is the important, but it's not urgent. Quadrant number three is not important, but it's urgent. Number four, not important and not urgent. Dave says, number one items are easy. Most of us who lead or inspire to be a leader recognize and do the important and the urgent things. Quadrant number four is almost as easy. Things that are not important and are not urgent. Watching TV, being on Facebook. You know what my excuse is on Facebook? Well, that's my marketing outlet. That's one of my... That's one of my channels. There's still ways to do that. Another training, but there's still ways to do that efficiently so that you're not wasting time. But most people, here's what Dave writes, most people do not struggle with the first and the last. It's the second and the third quadrants 
that are the ones that we have a hard time with. Quadrant number three, it's not important, but it's urgent. Jetty, my eight-year-old, does this to me. Daddy, Daddy, do you got five bucks? What for? I need to get a transformer. Now, that's urgent. It's not important at the moment, especially with Christmas around the corner. This quadrant can be deceptive because the urgency of an item makes it seem important when in reality it's a waste of time. That's what we've got to look at. And another thing is you've got to ask yourself, does it fit what my actual outcome is going to be, my vision? See, Dave says, as you grow in responsibilities and go through your different phases of life, what might be deemed as important can change. Consequently, if we're not careful, we won't realize that. See, those are the things that we have to focus on. Dave said something in here, and a light bulb went off in my head. He said when he was growing up in the 60s and his parents were in real estate... Because we didn't have, you know, the answering machines, we didn't have call waiting and all that, he'd have to pick up the phone and answer it. Well, the last thing you want is your child to pick up the phone and say, hello, can I help you? Hi, who's this? So you know what he did? His parents taught him how to pick up the phone. Hello, Dave Ramsey speaking. How may I help you? Well, can I talk to so-and-so? I'm sorry, they're not here right now. Can I take your name and number? And then he'd repeat the number back. When his parents would call the potential clients or the clients, they'd say, man, your teenager did an awesome job answering the phone. They'd they'd laugh and say, he's seven. I got to thinking about that. Light bulb went off on my head. I hate picking up the telephone when it rings. It takes away from my time. But then I realized there's a subliminal deal. In the old days, when I was growing up like Dave and the phone rang, There was usually somebody on the other end, and it was something that was tragically happening to my family. Or I'd have to pick up the phone and call if my mom or my dad was having a situation. See, we all go through these subliminal things. Nowadays, Dave and I have something in common. We don't answer the phone, not at our house. We've both got teenage girls and realize when the phone rings, it's not for us anyway, so stop answering it. I only answer my office phone, and I only do that if I'm not already on it. I have guys all the time that call and say, Troy, you didn't answer your phone for three days. It's because I was on my phone. I make money being on the telephone. Send me an email. Skype me. Text me. Do something. I've got CEOs that use my text more than they use a phone. And we are constantly texting back and forth different ideas and stuff as we as we seek to make this an industry that we can all be proud of. Time is the kicker. I didn't used to like text because I'd see my kids on the text all the time and I thought it was useless until I realized that I could be talking to somebody on a phone, a text message could come in, and I can see if it's urgent or important. I do the same thing with my telephone now. If it does ring, I find out, is that an urgent call or an important call? A lot of times people want it to feel like it's important and it's just urgent. Quadrant number two, is it important but not urgent? This may be the most important time for you who's an entre leader. See, if you can start focusing on what's important, those things that are going to help you fulfill your purpose and your mission, the vision, the dreams that you have, and you stay out of the pitfalls of everything else, what's 
what's urgent in somebody else's life is not urgent in yours. When you focus on this, life is grand. See, I get excited when I look at my 3x5 cards. And I know that this is what I've done. And I can check them off and say yes. It's like this, rocks. Dave says, controlling your time with the to-do list. If you followed me any length of time, you know I use 3x5 cards. I can then file them, check them, see where I'm at. Dave writes something here that I think it's great. He says, if you spend 15 minutes planning your day on paper every morning, you will add 20% more to your productivity. How many of us, when we get up in the morning, Focus on this. I'll tell you what my my morning ritual has been since my my breakfast place is closed. Harbor Docks, they, they, we don't do breakfast there. Won't until maybe February or March. I get up, and and I'm doing the Yoli Better Body system right now. It's 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 been launched, but I've been part of the beta test, and I've been blessed to be able to continue this. So I get up and I open up my Pure Pack, and I do my Pure Pack. And I take my my alkali, and I do that. 30 minutes before I'm going to drink my shake on, on, a, on a given day. You know what I do in that 30-minute window? I come in and I sit down. And I look at my schedule. And I do my to-do list of what I need to get done. Yesterday, part of my to-do list was to make pork chops. So I got up yesterday morning and I put, them, I, I put my rub on them, made that because I we're, you know we do a lot of barbecue, so I put on my, my homemade rub. I put them in the plastic bag, and they marinated all day. came out phenomenal last night at 6 o'clock when I made dinner. That was on my to-do list. See, your to-do list isn't just in business. It's in everything that's important for you to hit your dreams and goals. Serving my family by making dinner was part of that. This is what we have to do if we're going to do this. Dave writes something else that I think is good. He said, when you start... Properly managing your time and teaching your team to do the same. You will see a huge change in productivity and even more in job satisfaction. Remember that traction equals satisfaction. I remember growing up in the Midwest and it would snow and we couldn't get traction and we just sat there and you just spin. We don't have that problem at the beach. I mean, I can take my truck out in the sand, and if, and if my tires start to sink, I don't worry about traction. I put it in four-wheel drive. If it still starts to sink, I get out, and I let the air out of my tires till they're almost flat. I get back in the truck, put it in low gear, and I can go anywhere on the beach. Just the way it works. I can get traction. If we just spin our wheels and we're not focusing on that to-do list, at the end of the day, we are exhausted. Ladies, let me talk to you for a second. A lot of you are moms, and I see this happen. The urgency of your two- and three- and four-year-old, your urgency of your teenagers, take over what's important. What's important is that you take care of yourself. Dave says a very simple the time-honored method to manage your day before it even begins is to do the prioritize list. Now, Dave does A, B, and C. He has his A list. Here's the things that must be done today, 
here's the B list that really need to get done soon, and here's the C list that we need to get these done in a few weeks. And he'll write that on his to-do list daily. Now, he does this every day. So some things are moving up and down as the days and the weeks progress. Then when he gets to his A list, the number one important thing to fulfill that day is his A1. That's why he named this title, Flavor Your Day with Steak Sauce. That A1 sauce, you know? His A1 goal, that's the most important thing that must be done today. Now, we all need to have that A1 thing. We cannot let what other people do, what other people's actions, what other people think is important, we cannot let that dictate our life. It probably is important in their life. It is not important in your life because it isn't helping you fulfill the goal that you're going on. Dave tells a story in here I thought was pretty good. He said, when our company was young and there was about ten of us, I had a young lady in sales who would always show up at my door when the copier jammed. I'd run to try to help her fix it. Finally, he hired somebody to take care of it for him. See, this is what we've got to do. You you cannot take care of everything. And as your business grows, that's the way to be. Uh, Sandy Cohen is one that I can, I've got her cell phone, so I can call and chat with her. But Sandy is one of these people who has her, her life is totally in order. I mean, she has it timed out very well. And there's times when you call her and she says, I cannot take your call. Or if you're in a meeting with her, she says the meeting's over. Richard Brooke, my good friend, is this way, and so is BK Bureko. Now, I can email, I can text, and I can call those guys at any given time. But if I want to take their time, I go through their assistants and say, hey, I need to schedule 30 minutes with Richard. I need to schedule an hour for an interview with BK. And they put it on their schedules. And you know BK's assistant's been very good. She says, Troy, he runs a tight schedule. So instead of an hour, I'm giving you 45 minutes so I can give him some leeway between his next appointment. I said, okay, that's great. That's cool. Now, I've got CEOs that don't have time management. And their businesses are not doing as well as 2110 or, or Vima either. I remember the guys at Yoli. The, the, I call them the boys at Yoli. They've been my friends for years. I can text them on a, on a on the on their cell phones at 10:30 at night. I did this about seven or eight months ago. It was hilarious. Simultaneously, they all text me back and say, "Call us. We're sitting at the boardroom, planning the future of the company." I get tickled when I see CEOs at all different ages who understand time management. And they put it to work. Garrett McGrath and, and Sylvia are this way. <coughs> Excuse me. I will text her or email or, or call Sylvia or Garrett early in the morning. And Garrett, I mean, it, it has never failed. He calls me between 9.30 and 10 o'clock at night after his scheduled day and after he's taken care of his team. That's just the way it happens. It's the way it works. I'm naming people that are successful in different companies, and the reason they are is because of time management. Second thing I want us to look at real quick is the meetings. Don't just hold a meeting to hold a meeting. I hate meetings with a passion and, and always will. 
probably the, the best book. Now, Dave does a great job of explaining this in this chapter, but the best book on meetings was The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. He explains exactly why to have a meeting, how to hold a meeting, the agenda of the meeting, and then the meeting's over. And Dave says his 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 leadership council makes it very clear. We don't care how long the meeting lasts, but we're on an agenda. And when we've hit that agenda and it's over, we're done and we are out of here. I watched the Destin City Hall uh, meeting last night. I, I like to stay up on city council, and I was eating dinner and turned it on so I could see what was happening. They had 16 items on the agenda. When the agenda was over, when Mayor Sam slammed the gravel down, the TV camera went off. It was over. It was done. Meeting adjourned. You need to do the same thing. Don't just be holding a meeting to hear yourself talk. Technology. Technology is important. With everything out there in the cloud these days, you can use that. Dropbox is a great place for collaboration. Put all your files up there that you want to share with other people. Google Docs, Google Calendar, phenomenal. Use it. If you've got an Amazon account and you need to put files out there where you can always grab them, you get five gigabytes of free cloud space. Go put your files up there. It's very secure. That way you can take care of it. If you're using iPhone, use the iCloud, man, and, and sync everything up. Dave shares what he does. He's got a 42-inch flat-screen TV that sets in his office that has his Outlook calendar on it 24-7. People can come in and see how busy he is. His wife has access to it. His assistant has access to it. People can see what's happening, what's going on. Man, that is powerful. You can use Microsoft Live or Windows Live or whatever it's called, and it's all in the cloud. Use stuff that's going to benefit your life and make your time management easier. And something that's a man, this is I'm bad at this. Don't get caught up in long emails back and forth. He said, she said, do this, do that. I do this all the time, and I'm breaking my habit. If you can't use one, two, three, four sentence words, pick up the telephone and talk about it and get it over with. Done. Tim Sanders says, stamp out the reply to all. Just don't do that. Just say, I agree or I don't agree, and that's it. Make it simple. Make it happen. Now, something else, and this is another confession. I I have this tendency, to, like Dave used to, to thinking that if I've got piles of work on my desk, it means I'm I'm accomplishing something. Dave said he learned a long time ago, your desk should be empty. Everything should be organized, put away, done with, delegated out. His assistance takes care of everything for him. Gives him a notebook when he's headed out somewhere so that he knows what's going on and he can read up on it on the airplane or in the car ride and know what he's doing. And I've seen this in action at Catalyst when he's been there. Focus, 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 focus. That's the key. Look at your desk. Clean it off, pitch it in the trash, throw it away, get rid of the boxes, declutter the office so that your creative juices can start to flow and the results that you're looking for are going to come in. It's the only way to do it. Dave writes in the final review in this chapter, he says, We have progressed from dreams to visions to a mission statement to goals and now to managing each of your hours and minutes. By the way, man, let me tell you something. You know where where hours and minutes and seconds all come? I mean, we all know where the hours came from, but for seconds and minutes, 
It's in the 1300th century. Dave talks about this in the chapter. A bunch of monks who were mathematicians wanted to figure out how they could worship God more efficiently, and they were able to break the hour down into minutes and into seconds. Now we have nanoseconds because of the computer. That's pretty cool. Well, at least if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, I thought it was pretty cool. There's no reason you can't focus your time and make things happen. Dave says, I challenge you to bring fresh life to your new business by walking through the process here and start using a time management approach for 90 days without stopping. 90 days. Anybody can do anything for 90 days. Get it done. And if you say, oh, Troy, I don't know about 90 days, then take the Anthony Robbins approach and do it, the seven-day challenge. Just get it over with. Make it happen today. Tomorrow, Chapter 4. I love this. I just got a scathing private message from somebody, and, and this fits. Spineless leader is an oxymoron. The easier way to make hard decisions. This is going to be fun. This little private message I got had to do with a public message. I have a lady that wrote me a public message that I actually liked because she she addresses it. Anytime I put out a review and somebody disagrees with it, then, of course, I'm the worst person under the sun. But in this case, I stood by the review, and it upset somebody. He's a good friend, but he's in that company. And sadly, what has happened lately is so many people are out there looking for something and they look for the easier road instead of the hard road. Man, we got to work hard. we got to control our time. Make this happen. Move it forward, and it will. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here with me tomorrow for RealMentorsRadio.com. Bye now.